0: Pastor Xavier Reese brings us a powerful, simple truth of worship and praise to God. Let God be exalted, the rock of
1: my salvation. No other can save lost man, the rock of my salvation. Allah can save. Krishna can save. Buddha can save. Your works can save. Only Jesus Christ can save you. Therefore, the only one who is able to be worshipped and should be worshipped is the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Why should we praise God? For Christians, we know what we have been saved from and that the high cost of our salvation has been paid. The simple truth is God has provided for us what we could not do for ourselves. King David experienced God's salvation and praised Him continually. And as we resume our series in Second Samuel, Pastor Xavier gets down to the essence of why we should praise God. Let's listen.
1: Second Samuel Chapter twenty two. The message is entitled David's Praise Song to God. Now, verse two through four, we have the declaration of praise for deliverance. Remember this is the introduction. In verse two, David saw the Lord as his protection. Listen to him. The Lord Yahweh is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. The language of David is very picturesque and figurative here of God. The image of a rock, as you know, is one of the most common in the scriptures. A rock is something stable, something hard, something that protects you, something you can depend upon. David emphasized, notice the personal dependency and benefit by the word my, three times in verse 2. My, my, my. You cannot experience God because your parents are Christians or because your friends are Christian. You must be a Christian. It's a personal relationship. David will use it five more times between verse 3 to 7. Notice 5 through 20, we have the description of the miraculous deliverance. Now from 21 to 30, the expression of obedience in relationship to his deliverance is given to us. And this certainly has to be before the fall of Bathsheba because he's real boastful here to an extent. And if you know when you first began to walk with God and you didn't sin for the first five minutes, you thought you were hot. <laughs> but then the sixth minute, you were a little disappointed. <laughs> Look at 25 through 30. The confidence of David's right uh, standing before God is given. And 25, God is just. Therefore, conclusion, the Lord Yahweh has recompensed my, me according to my righteousness, and according to my cleanness in his eyes. And in 26 through 28, God is a righteous judge. With the merciful, he will show yourself merciful. With the blameless man, you will show yourself blameless. God is just. 27, secondly, with the pure, you will show yourself pure. And with the devious, you will show yourself shrewd. 27. And then in 28, the third thing is, you will save the humble people, but your eyes are on the haughty, that you may bring them down. Listen, no one gets over on God. He's aware of everything. And He's very, very just. Look at 29. He illuminates the truth of His word. For you are my lamp, O Lord Yahweh. He turns the light on. He gives understanding of His word. The Lord Yahweh shall enlighten my darkness, my sin nature still, till the day I die. 30. 30. God made him courageous in the midst of battle. For by you, I can run against a troop in the strength of God. By my God, I can leap over a wall. Wow. Courageous. Look at 31 through 46. We have the exaltation of God by David for the deliverance. The boasting of David, again, listen, it's in God. First to be hopeful, look at 31. As for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord Yahweh is proven. He is a shield to all those who trust in Him. He's perfect, He can make no mistake. He has been proven to be faithful throughout history. No one can fault God. When you can't understand why God does or allows certain things, guess who's wrong? You're wrong. You did not create God. God created you. And the reason you can't understand is you created God in your own image. You've put eyes on him, ears, and you think he's like a man. Look at 32. Not only to be hopeful, but to seek no other. For who is God except the Lord Yahweh? And who is a rock except our God? Where am I going to go to? To whom am I going to go to? Will you also lead me? To whom shall we go? You hold the word of eternal life, the disciples told Jesus. (laughs) Look at 33. To strengthen him. God is my strength and my power. And he makes my way perfect. Also to make him fast. Look at 34. He's a warrior. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and sets me on my high places, the deer just hits up, poom, 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 high place. It doesn't go down the valleys. It's quick, agile. 35, to be a fierce warrior, he teaches my hand to make war so that my arm can bend the bow of brass. That was the hardest bow, to bend brass. Now, some Christians have a difficult time with war. Listen, we live in a fallen world. And God sent Israel out to war to destroy those who were sinful. And God is the same God. He still does it today. If you believe that a man cannot go to war to defend his family or his nation, you don't understand God's justice. Now we're not saying that every war is just, okay? We understand man has fallen. God is just. How dare a man say, well, I can't understand if that's the kind of God I want to. like, if God's really depressed about you, not liking him. <laughs> Look at 36. To protect and preserve him. You have also given me the shield of your salvation. Your gentleness has made me great. And then once again, to make him stable. This is always the end result. 37. You enlarge my path under me so my feet do not slip mighty warrior and the victory of David was due to God not only the devil but the victory look at 38 through 46 in 38 and 39 to pursue and defeat the enemy I have pursued my enemies I have destroyed them neither did I turn back again till they were destroyed and I have destroyed them and wounded them so that they could not rise they have fallen under my feet this is God telling David is saying use them and I, 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 I wipe them out Read the words of Jesus in Luke twenty-one. He says, "Now I want you to go sell and buy a sword, because hard times are coming." You ever read that? He's telling his disciples. Sword wasn't to pick their nose or their teeth. All right. Words of Jesus. Also to subdue their enemies. Look at verse forty to forty-three. For you have army with the strength for the battle. You have subdued. Under me, those who rose against me, you have again given me the necks of my enemy so that I destroy those who hate me. They looked, but there was none to save, even the Lord Yahweh, but he did not answer them. Then I beat them as fine as the dust of the earth. I trod them like dirt in the streets and I spread them out. He's describing the agreement of God with all this. 44 through 46, to rule over Israel and his enemies. Not only subdue them, but to rule over them. You have also delivered me from the strivings of my people. You have kept me as the head of the nations because of all the division that was going on. His son Absalom, Shemaiah, Shimei, all of them. A people I have not known shall serve me. The foreigners submit to me. As soon as they hear, they obey me. The foreigners fade away and come frightened from their hideouts. Perhaps even David, thinking here of when he went to fight against the Philistines as he delivered Caleb. But then Caleb betrayed David. And he says, Lord, will they betray me? He says, yes. And then Saul pursued him. And then Jonathan came out in the wilderness and says, you shall not die. You will be the next king. 1 Samuel 23 Welcome to life. Difficult warfare, but if I walk with God, I will be delivered. I will be victorious. There's a picture they're going to flash behind you here of my son before he went to Iraq. My wife received the scripture from the Lord here in Second Samuel twenty-two regarding the war and, 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 and fighting. And we went to see my son in Cherry Point, uh, North Carolina, before he was deployed in '05. And, and we thank God he was going out with his recon team, special forces, and that. And uh, but but Trudy shared with him, "Ex, you know, we're so glad that the, the Marine Corps has given you all this stuff and great, and we're praying for you. And God will be faithful," he says. But I wanted, and she gave him the scripture from verse there, 29 to 34, about, about teaching him the war, his hands, and everything. He says, "And this is what you need to depend upon." Thank God for the training, but you need the Lord. Now, when I received the call, when my son and his recon team were ambushed there on the Euphrates, and um, he was shot with an AK 47 in his chest, he bounced out of the room, didn't go through. Derek was hit three times, and Seamus Davy was killed. God had given my wife the scripture. The faithfulness of God. Why one, not other? I have no idea. It is God who we have to look to, ladies and gentlemen. No one else. The believer needs the Lord for all the pressures of life that tend to put fear in our hearts and mind. The pressure of earning a living today. You young couples, you need to look to God. Do all you can, prepare and all that, but you have to look to God. The pressures of raising children, dealing with the rebellion, all the contamination, all the perversion, all the liberalness that you pray, that you teach them the word, and you bring consequences or you destroy authority. The pressure of not giving in to the worldly influence to destroy your walk with Jesus and your marriage, it's all around you. The pressures of dealing with illnesses and normal things, of getting old. <laughs> I call them the golden years because you spent all the gold in those years (laughs) on yourself. Amazing. The believer needs their faith and hope to be in God. As we walk and abide in Jesus Christ, he will deliver us from every situation. I got to walk with him. I can't be a good weather Christian, okay? Okay. 1 John 5, 14 through 15 says, now, this is the confidence that we have in him, Jesus, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. And by the way, his will is found in his word, not in goosebumps and feelings and dreams and visions. It's in the word of God. Very clear. Sin hinders our prayers. Psalm 66, 18 says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, God does not hear me. Memorize that verse. Isaiah 59, 1 and 2. God's hand's not short, that he cannot save. His ear's not heavy, they cannot hear. But your sins are separated from God, and he turns his back on us. So we have to keep our accounts short. 1 John 2, 1. My little children, I write these things to you that you do not practice sin, but if you stumble and fall, you have an advocate for defense. Jesus Christ the righteous is a lawyer. Except he only takes guilty pleas. If you plead guilty, he can get you off. You plead innocent, he doesn't hear you. You're out of fellowship. First John 4:17 says, "Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as He is, so are we in this world. As I abide in Christ, that's my hope. Listen to Ephesians 3:14 through21. For this reason, I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to his riches of his glory, to be strengthened with the might through the Holy Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length. And the depth and the height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church of Jesus Christ to all generations forever and ever. Amen. And to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly. I love the way Paul summarizes the whole thing of Romans. Romans is a great book. Listen to Romans eleven thirty three through 36. All oh, the depth, the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and the ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord Yahweh? Who has become his counselor? Or who has first given to him? And it shall be repaid him. For of him and through him and to him all things. To whom be glory forever. Amen. When you look at how God is and what He does, you just have to sit down and say, Man, amazing. The body of the song describes the faithfulness of God to David. Man, incredible witness. Now, notice the conclusion of the song, verse 47 through 51. The praise of God for His uniqueness as a person is given in 47. He's not like the lifeless gods of the heathen. The Lord Yahweh lives. God is the source of all life. He created man after his own image and likeness. Genesis one twenty six. He is personal. Blessed be my rock. The expression blessed is Barak. Hmm? <laughs> one of gratitude and adoration. My Barak. The idea is that of being worthy of worship, ladies and gentlemen. He is supreme. Let God be exalted, the rock of my salvation. No one is to be placed above God. Exalted. No other can save lost man, the rock of my salvation. Allah can save. Krishna can save. Buddha can save. Your works can not save. Science can't save you. Liberal progressivism can't save you. Psychology can't save you. Only Jesus Christ can save you. 48, the praise of God for his justice. He is a defender. It is God who avenges me. Do what you have to, don't be dumb. But some fires, you just need to leave them alone, they'll go out. Others you need to spit on them as you go by. He's a conqueror and subdues the people under me. Then we get the praise of God for his protective deliverance in 49. Remember, this is a summary of the body. Against enemies, he delivers me from my enemies. Against plots. You also lift me up above those who rise against me. Against violence, you have delivered me from the violent man. Then comes the praise of God for his words to be worshiped by all. Verse 50. Showing gratitude. Therefore, I will give thanks to you, O Lord Yahweh, among the Gentiles. Now the Gentiles are brought in. He's a witness before the Gentiles. David is speaking about the kingdom of God beyond the Jews. We'll see this on the remaining verse. It says singing, not only showing gratitude, but singing worship. And sing praise to your name. Paul quotes this for the Gentiles in Psalm 1849. The cross references this, but in the New Testament, in Romans 59. 59. For the Gentiles. The Gentiles were always included. Genesis 12, 3. In you, Abraham, shall all the families of the earth to be blessed. The Gentiles. Kingdom of God, Jew, Gentile, one. Notice lastly in verse 51, the praise of God for his steadfast love. What a way to finish. Because <laughs> that's what it boils down to. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? Whoever believes should not perish, but have everlasting life. Listen, resulting in great assurance, he is the tower of salvation to his king and shows mercy to his anointed. Do you have this assurance? That God is for you, no one can be against you? That doesn't mean go do stupid things. Because the first one to get you will be (laughs) God. Then regarding those in covenant, to David and his descendants forever. Are you in covenant with Jesus Christ? David was in covenant. The New Testament is the body and the blood of Christ. Are you born again? If you're in covenant, you belong to the family of God. There's only saints and ain'ts. That's it. There's but one God, the God of the Bible, according to his own words. Listen carefully. Isaiah 45, 18 through 22. The Father makes this declaration in the Old Testament. For thus saith the Lord Yahweh, who created the heavens, who is God, who formed the earth and made it, who has established it, who did not create it in vain, who formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord Yahweh. There is no other. I have not spoken in secret in dark places of the earth. I did not say to the seed of Jacob, Seek me in vain. I, the Lord Yahweh, speak righteously. I declare things that are right. Assemble yourselves and come. Draw near together. You who escape from the nations, they have no knowledge. You carry the wood of their carved image and pray to the God that cannot save. Tell him, bring forth your case. Yes, let them take counsel together. Who has declared this from the ancient times? In other words, he tells the gods, you tell me things before they happen, so when they happen, I declare God. I'm the only one that can tell the future. He says, who has declared this from the ancient times? Who has told it from the times? Have not I, the Lord Yahweh, and there is no other God besides me, a just God and a Savior? There is none besides me. Look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. Now, what seems to be the problem of our day? We've created gods after our own image. Jesus is worshiped as God in the New Testament. He came to Thomas, and and he was doubting. You remember, he says, reach here, touch my hands, my finger, if you do not believe. And he said, my Lord and my God, John 20, 27, and 28. Call Jesus God. First John five twenty, Jesus is called God directly, and many other portions, but this will do. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given to us understanding that we may know Him who is true, and we are in Him who is true in His Son Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Wow, Jesus is the only way and the only one that can bring us to God the Father. Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father by me." John fourteen six. No Buddha, no Krishna. No Muhammad, nobody. Only Jesus Christ. There is salvation no other name, for there is no other name given under heaven and earth whereby men must be saved, Acts 4, 12. One way, one name. One mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Second Timothy 2, 5. Is the gospel confusing? One way, one name, one mediator? A child can understand it. Only a rebellious heart rejects it. Therefore, the only one who is able to be worshipped and should be worshipped and given praise is the Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. God, who at different times and in diverse manners spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us through his dear Son. And he's commanded all the angels to worship him. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 through 6. He's greater than the law, Moses, the sacrifices, angels, everything else. Listen to this. You're going to sing it before the throne of God. Learn it so you're not up there asking for the words. Revelation 5, 9 through 13. And they sang a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open a seal, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. And I've made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, living creatures, and the elders. And the number of them was ten thousand times ten 000, and thousands, of thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, "Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power, riches, and wisdom, and strength, and honor, and glory, and blessing, and every creature which is in heaven and in earth and under the earth." And such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying blessing and honor and glory and power be to Him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. You understand the gospel, ladies and gentlemen? Christianity is the only one that has anything to sing about. The religions of the world are oppressive. They're dark. We're the only ones that have anything to sing about. Good times or bad times. The conclusion of the song summarized the faithfulness of God. Thankgiving song of David, praising God in simple words.
0: Pastor Xavier Reese, reminding us of God's unique worthiness of our praise to Him and worship of Him. Now today's study is simply titled, David's Praise Song to God, and is available on CD upon request for just $4.00. And by the way, this will also include everything Pastor Xavier shared the last time we were together as well. So once again, the title to ask for is David's Praise Song to God, or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485.